0: Okay, what's up, you guys? This is Emily with Believe in K pop on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one sports podcast network in LA. Currently recording this as my brother is working out next to me looking at me weirdly um so hopefully i don't mess up in front of him anyway currently on the east coast in atlanta i'm home after a uh a week it's it's been a almost exactly a week um of being fairly close in two different ways to two different k-pop groups um i didn't mention i don't know am i remembering um bts's suga obviously came to dodger stadium two weeks and a day ago um and then the following week last week I was able to interview NCT 127 I know a lot of people probably have questions about how that was a lot of people were like oh how'd you feel to be quite honest really um in a lot of interviews I get not nervous but I just get anxious and I don't want to mess up and um that kind of thing but um really and I think a lot of people thought that I would be fangirling and freaking out even though you know I know k-pop um BTS is obviously my old, if you will. But a lot of people were like, Holy crap, you're gonna freak out. And I was like, I'm not gonna freak out. Like, I'm fine. I definitely felt a little bit um anxious and not overwhelmed, but just a little bit anxious. Not because I was like, Oh, I don't wanna mess up. It was just like, Oh, okay, like I really, really, really don't wanna mess up. But I I didn't mess up. Um, even though I was limited to three questions. Um, a lot of people afterwards were like, Emily, I've never seen you that like hyped up for an interview and for something that was as big of a deal as it was to me I wasn't nervous at all like wasn't nervous at all maybe it was a it was a product of the in-citizens that were also in the crowd I'm not an in-citizen I'm not an in-citizen but um, just seeing them and seeing people that were like me out there in the crowd. Um, and I was in the position that I was in, I was automatically very comfortable. So I wasn't nervous. Um, I, I knew what I had to ask. I knew how to ask it. Um, even if I had to put a little bit of a filler in between, I just knew. And so I think in that moment, I, it was kind of like a turning moment. I was like, all right, I knew I wanted to do this, but like, dang, like I really, I, the fact that other people saw it as well. Um, I know I have this space in K-pop where I just know I feel very comfortable in it, no matter what. um So I was very thankful to have that opportunity, and I'm very thankful to my boss, my bosses, the people around me that trusted me um to be able to do that interview. Because I I can imagine they were probably like, "Oh Lord, what's she gonna do?" But um you guys trusted me. If you're listening to this podcast, so I'm very thankful Dodgers organization for allowing me to do this interview. But I'm sure a lot of you are wondering who I was you know, in contact with the most out of the group, uh, the ones I spoke to really were Mark and Johnny for the main, those are the two I really spoke to the most. Um, Jaehyun I didn't really speak to, but, um, you know, for the ones that could speak English, those are the ones I spoke to. They were very nice. Um, Johnny had a very firm handshake. (laughs) Um, Mark was everyone was all of them were kind of just whoa like we're here and they didn't I don't think they really knew they were gonna do an interview beforehand um it didn't seem like it and when it came down to being like oh we're gonna do an interview they're like whoa we're gonna do an interview we're gonna be on the video board and I was like yeah yeah you guys gonna do an interview so um I will say um A lot of people already know this, but and this is just common within K-pop groups in general. If you've ever worked in media with K-pop groups, um, they you you might come up with questions. Um, You might have nine questions and they might get cut down to four. So uh, I, I know some people in the YouTube comments for the Dodgers video that they posted for the interview were like, Johnny has answered this question about like how they feel about the, I think it was like how they feel about the Neo City door. I can't remember exactly which question. I only asked three because I was only allowed to ask three. Um, So, uh, you know, the reason why, and it's not a bad thing on either side, um, but the reason why you might hear the same questions over and over, um, especially with a foreign group is because they want to make sure that they don't have anything mixed up in trans, I, I assume, obviously they haven't told me, but... Um, I've heard from a number of friends who have interviewed different K-pop groups and obviously dealing with it with myself and coworkers as well um, who've dealt with them outside of NZT. I realized that they censor a lot of questions for the reason that some of them can't speak English very well. So you don't want anything mixed up in translation. So, you know, they want to be able to prep their talent in advance. Um, so that's kind of what they did before with me um, and they want to be able to, um not have anything weird asked of them so even if they do prep them like if they say something weird it could like I said be mixed up in translation so um the reason why you might hear questions over and over again is because of that I would assume for the people out there and I once was with that person that would be like wow like why are they asking them the same questions I used to be super critical of media outlets and people in general that were hosts that would ask these you know general what does your album mean like who's the most likely to do this well it's not just it's not a one-sided thing it's not like the interviewers aren't doing their research it's not even that it's more of like you know it's a both sides like they might not have no they might not know a lot about k-pop but the company also wants to just make sure that they are um okay on their side. So that's what happened with NCT. All of the guys were very nice. I gave them kind of all high fives at the end. Um, they were much taller than I expected. Um, and yeah, it was just a cool opportunity. Um, one of the cool things that I put, posted it on my Instagram was um, beforehand, I, like I said, Johnny was one of the main ones I was speaking to. Um, just like, you know, in, in Dodger Stadium, Um, for anyone we do interviews with, we're always like, there is a feedback. So it's very distracting, even to the hosts who have been there for a long time. It's distracting. So you can be I'm talking like this. And I hear myself two seconds later, back all around me. And it's super distracting. Um, So I always tell people, and all of us tell people when we're in interviews, don't focus on the background sound, just focus on my lips and what I'm saying, because otherwise, um, you can get You know, obviously, like I said, distracted. I do that all the time. And so I told that to him. He, you know, knew. Obviously, they're professionals, so they've probably dealt with that before. Um, And afterwards, we're not afterwards, but before we started the interview, I was taking pictures. They were taking pictures of us. And Johnny's, like, behind me. And he starts, like, and he's very tall, starts bopping up and down behind me. Okay. starts popping up and down behind me, and is like, Emily, Emily, and I'm like, why is he doing this, why is he doing this, but I was digging it, too, I was like, okay, this is sweet, this is sweet, um, so they were all really nice, um, I seemed it seemed like they enjoyed themselves, so I was happy to have NCT come to the, sta- NCT 127 come to Dodger Stadium, and then, um, yesterday, which was Tuesday, <clears throat> Um, I was invited very last minute by a good friend of mine to New York for a SiriusXM morning mashup interview with BTS. And I uh, just so happened to be coming home to Atlanta 12 hours after that interview would have happened. So I was able to change my flights around and things worked out and I was able to come. And I have a a lot of friends in New York. I was staying with one of my best friends. um, She happened to end up coming to the interview, it was, it was all, it was a good time. It was a very intimate interview. There were only about, I would say around 20 to 30 of us. Um, I believe it was not, I believe I know it was invite only. Um, so you had to have your name on a list. Um, you had to be checked off kind of thing. So it was really nice. Um, although we were looking at them through a glass, it was the most interaction I'd seen from my perspective that they had had, um, with an audience uh because it was so small and it was very contained in that um i know a lot of people were criticizing the iHeartRadio radio interview um which you know had a, 200 people in there and it was open to the public not saying that's a bad thing but um the people that were in this interview um was a mix of uh, the people that were in this interview the series xm1 they were like i said more contained it was through a glass And it wasn't super hype. And the way they kind of walked in, even when they walked in, to be honest, they had to walk right past us. Like there was no glass. They were like within five feet, probably two feet of some of the people that were sitting on these little like bleacher type things outside of the window. Um, no one was screaming. Everyone was like, oh, there they are. And they were right there. And it was just kind of like, oh, hi, nothing crazy was like going on within the group that I was with. And, um, even when morning mashup, you would ex- you know how like radio DJs would be like, "All right, we're here with BTS morning mashup. We're super excited," and especially because they have fans there, you would expect the fans to automatically be like, "Yeah, I get hype." They had to look at us and be like, "Yo, get hype," and we're like, "Oh right, oh yeah, get hype." And like, but none of us were easily excited. Um, which was interesting about this group. I've never been a part of a group where um, none of us, all of us were kind of just low key chilling. Obviously, everyone was intrigued with what was going on with the interview. Um, but everyone was kind of just low-key chilling. And also the interesting thing was, um, all the members were like, I feel like, I mean, they look into the crowd, but with such a small group, they were like looking into the crowd, like kind of making eye contact with everyone knowing me. Um, and if you know me very well and you're listening to this podcast, uh, I was avoiding all sorts of eye contact. I was like not looking down, but, um, when the interviewers would be asking questions, I was looking at the interviewers. I would not be looking at them purposefully. And that's for deeper reasons. But <laughs> anyway, um, you know, it was it was an interesting interview. It was uh, probably about a 25-minute thing. Um, I was super happy to be there and see USBTS ARMY's um, logos used on the cupcakes. I was happy to see that they, you know, bit into the cupcakes that USBTS ARMY's logo was on. So I know it was a very monumental moment for them. I was happy to see that. Um, and I was just also, at the end, um, Jungle, as we were leaving, again, I'm trying to avoid all eye contact, if possible, but um, he, like, waved to the fans, and it was it was just a more intimate thing, even though we were looking through a glass, which sometimes, like, I get, I get, even at, you know, after seeing the things about the iHeart interview, and just things I've been in attendance at, I get why there is a glass, 100%, but I think with that, and, you know, maybe I don't say the things I <laughs> mean to say, but uh, I think, it was, um, it was interesting also because all their staff was within, you know, distance of all of us. So it was, it was just a very interesting time. I'm very happy that I went. I'm very happy I experienced all of it. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was my experience this last two weeks. Again, if you guys want to DM me about anything K-pop interesting... Anything K-pop related or anything, anyone you want to spotlight that's K-pop related, please do so. Um, you can at me at E-M-I-H-A-Y-D-E-L or you can DM me on uh, the same handle on either Instagram or Twitter. Um, I also have a Facebook, but I don't use it very much, but I'll get the notification if you do DM me. Um, also, today's episode is with a dear friend, a dear family friend of mine, um, Dodi Stewart, I will introduce her in the interview segment, but she's legit, like legit AF, and um, I'm super happy she had even some time to have me interview her, um, because she's very knowledgeable, and like I said, I'll say it in the interview too, I just hope to one one day be as successful, but also humble and like Balanced with my life as she is, because she is very much so. So please look forward to her interview. Um, thank you guys for, again for listening to this podcast. And uh, yeah, here's the interview.
1: All right, guys, we're back. And um, I always say, like, I'm very excited for this next guest, but I'm actually really excited for this next guest because she's a family friend, um, long last sister, if you will, all the way in New York. Super successful. And I hope to one day be anything like her. Um, Dodi Stewart. Aww, hi. Yes, thank you so much for coming on. She is currently the editor of the Metro section of the New York Times. And Metro, like, when I say, I feel like people like Metro section. Metro as in, like, Metropolitan, like, it's for it's pretty much like for New Yorkers, right?
2: That's right. It's the local news section of the, the local New York news Times. Sections. Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. But and
2: obviously you, a lot yes. of local news has, a, loc- a lot of local New York news has, Larger implications Mm -hmm. about the rest of the country or the rest of the world. It's basically almost everything that's going on in New York. Yeah, right. And and my actual title is deputy editor, so I do have a boss who's the editor.
1: Okay, (laughs) I'm I'm sorry.
2: (laughs) No, that's okay.
1: Okay, (laughs) my bad, my bad.
2: (laughs) But, like, there's a whole – it's a huge team. There are 55 people, and it's actually pretty – um, divided up. Like there's one editor who just deals with like crime and court stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then there's one person who's like doing real estate and there's one person who's doing, um, like things that come out of Albany, like state legislature. And then, yeah. And so it's, it's kind of divvied up in that way. And, um, I am working with a few different reporters um, I'm working with the education reporter. So we talk about what goes on in New York city, public schools, and I'm working with the religion reporter. So we're talking mm. about all different kinds of, um, religious things in New York. And that is any thing from like, we did a story recently on preachers wearing expensive sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> yeah. And, but then also like Catholic church abuse things. And then, but then there's also like, you know, synagogues having to step up their security. So um, a lot of different things. And then I'm also working with a housing reporter and I'm also working with a reporter who's doing experiential stories where he will experience something that a New Yorker is doing. For instance, a story that he has coming out soon will be one where he was a Postmates delivery person for a week. OK, so that kind of thing where they kind of, you know, stepping into like someone's life.
1: Interesting. OK, so. Yeah. Wow. OK, so do you I had asked you this before, but do you like you know, these are all very hard hitting, even the experiential one, because I could get dark in some ways too. are these are all <laughs> hard hitting like reporters you're working with. Do you do you like it is is, you know, what you do outside of it? And we'll get to that. Like, do you feel like you always need a break or is it like something <laughs> that you just love?
2: Well, I mean, I do really like it, but obviously, um, it's also great to have your things that are totally not work related. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, right? That you go home to and you're like, oh, now I'm not thinking about work. Or you go out to the movies or you do something that's not work related. That's always great.
1: I feel like you have the most interesting life. Like, if you guys, you should guys follow. Uh, Dodi on social media if you want to um, and I will totally plug your handle at the end but you have a very interesting social media like you're always not literally but you're always kind of like all over the place in the best way like so for one the reason why I feel like it was necessary to have you on was because you were the first my first like I knew what K-pop was like back in 2012 I knew who Shiny was and I knew who Wonder Girls were um, but I think it was back in like 2014 uh this one one summer when I was interning there, uh you introduced me you were like, Oh yeah, K dramas. You were watching a lot of K dramas and you were like, Oh my gosh, you need to get into it. And I was like <laughs> this is weird. I was like, No, I'm so American, like don't wanna I don't care. Um and then and then like obviously three years later, I'm like late to the party, I'm like dang, don't I was telling me about this like <laughs> Four years ago, like, I know, it's so crazy how popular everything has
2: gotten, really. I mean, I'm so, isn't it, like, weird? I mean, it's great, but it's also, like, kind of weird.
1: Well, yeah, and that's the thing. I I tell people all the time, like, even though I got into it maybe, like, a year ago, uh, a year and a half ago, I would say, like, I can see the growth, like, in the last year and a half. Really, in the last six months after, I was just like, holy crap, like, this is really blown out, like, and even now, like, it's just... I mean, obviously, BTS is. I'm also offended that you're not at the concert right now. They are performing at MetLife anyway. I'm kidding. Um, but to say you're a, you're a casual fan. So yeah, from from your perspective, from you know watching K dramas, just lightly knowing about K-pop, and you said you were a casual fan. What's it been like for you to see it just blow up? Like, do you get brought stories at the times, or just when you're at Fusion or Jezebel prior to? Like, or I guess Jezebel was when it was still growing. But like, did you get stories brought to you? Do you get more stories brought to you now because of you know, the growth of K-pop?
2: Well, I mean, not really. It's mm-hmm. weird because I think, I think it's just occupying such a really specific space. Mm. And when I was when I first started watching K-drama, yeah. I someone recommended one to me. Or I I think I I think I had like I feel like I had watched everything on Netflix that I had put in my queue. And I was like, I don't even know what to do. And it was <laughs> it was February. Like, it was so cold outside. And I just needed something to binge on. And I definitely, I think it was snowing. And I was like, I'm not going outside. Like, what is going to get me through this time?
1: Right. And
2: I Googled something. And it was, like, basically, like, if you like Gossip Girl, you might, like, uh, the airs or yeah. <laughs> boys over flowers. You yeah. Know? And I was like, Oh, okay. Cause I'm all, cause I like also like a good teen drama. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's really was my entry point. And so I watched boys over flowers and I was like, Oh, okay. And then I watched the airs and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: wow. wow. I, was, Leave me know. Yes. I
2: know I was so obsessed and they were all so cute. And yeah. like, It was just, I mean, I think one thing that I really enjoyed about it was, and I've tried to explain this before, like, in different situations, but, like, when there's a moment that's, like, a very pivotal moment for the character who, you know, for the main character who's, like, a teenage girl who has a lot of actually like, rough stuff going on in her life. I mean, she basically lives in a closet. Her, mo- yeah. her mom is a maid who can't right. speak. It's, like, right. it's so intense. And so <laughs> when she has a moment of, like... I'm thinking about when she's on the roof and they, like, kiss for the first time. Yeah. And it's shot from, like, seven billion different camera angles. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it's, like, this side, then this side, then close-up, then this, then this. And I felt like, oh, this really captures something that a lot of people have trouble capturing which is like when you are that age and actually when you're a lot of different ages when something is like Mm -hmm. so like hugely monumental to you like translating that on screen and making it look like dramatic in that way um I just really, I just really related to it. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah, I just really, I just was like, oh, this, this is the kind of entertainment that gets me and that I get, you know, like, it's kind of ridiculous. And you kind of laugh because it's so over the top and like, so overproduced. But also it feels like true to the character and to the situation like it's monumental that she's gonna like kiss him on the roof you know right right so that's really what (laughs) that's really what drew me in uh in addition to just being like you know just like a solid family drama with teenagers which is one of my favorite kinds of of like narratives
1: you know I never thought about it like that like in turn oh every time I watch I'd be like what literally I've seen him like go in for her like 70 times why yeah. why, is he, why did they keep replaying it? but I never thought about it in the sense of like yeah that was like a that is a huge moment and like you want to maybe like it's almost like you want to replay it over and over and
0: over again yeah as Yeah, a person, and also as
1: a character yeah yeah and also
2: kind of like giving it the like time and attention to detail and camera angles <laughs> that it deserves you know right. it's not just like oh, like, the music swells, and it's, like, a little 10-second thing. They, like, draw it out into, like, a five-minute, you know, <laughs> thing and it, But it feels right, you know? Even though it's, like, one second, it's, like, somehow drawn out into, like, you know, five minutes. Yeah. Um, and, it just uh, seems
1: appropriate. No, it does. You you watch k drama. I feel like you watch k dramas more than you do, uh, or you, you pay attention to K-pop. But at the same time, uh, you know, with both of those, I feel like the Korean entertainment industry and even the Japanese... The entertainment industry, they know how to package things very well. Yes. So it's yes. very easy to get like hooked onto it. How have you stayed a casual fan? Because I feel like that's very hard to do.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I mean I think I just I'm just like I'm interested in um I'm interested in pop culture in general. I really have a lot of interest in what has a wide reach. Like okay. it interests me when certain American movies do well overseas, I'm like, huh, that's what they like, huh? You know? And it Ah. also interests me when things that are from, you know, it could be from France, it could be from Senegal, it could be from South Korea, but, like, when it does well here, I'm always like, oh, interesting. Like, I'm always interested, because to me, that means that it's like, you know, I went to screenwriting school, and (laughs) Mm -hmm. what they tell you when you're writing screenplays is, like, if it's personal, it's universal. So if it's like about something so deeply personal that it's like about human emotion, then like Mm -hmm. any human can understand it, you know? And I feel like when you're really doing that well, then it, then it crosses, you know, geographical boundaries and language barriers and all kinds of things. And so like that really interests me. And I feel like, you know, part of my getting into K drama was like, Oh, these things like cross boundaries because it's just like the same old stuff. They're it's like love, family, mm-hmm. money, like anybody can understand, you know? And then with the K-pop, I felt like, Oh, actually it's a really similar thing. It's like, even if you don't understand the lyrics, yeah. which most of the time, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, there's like a vibe, there's like some kind of symbolism or shorthand. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if it's a party song, if it's a, like, Mm -hmm. I'm breaking up with you song. Right. (laughs) If it's a ballad, you know, there's something that that crosses over. And so like that really interests me. And I think, I mean, I think also what you were saying about it being really well packaged, you know, my, my entry to K-pop was really big bang so like that was the first you know show that I went to and the first like those are the first videos of it that I really watched and for me to watch those videos and see that they already had like 200 million views and it was (laughs) my first time right you're like like, wait wait what did I miss (laughs) I I was like oh I see this is like a whole thing and and also just their like the packaging like the production value and the Mm -hmm. makeup and the costumes and like Everything like how seriously they took the video, and again, so kind of similar to K drama, just like super over the top, but in
1: a way where you like appreciate it. Exactly. <laughs> so it,
2: it, yeah, yeah, that's what drew me in.
1: I feel like it's over the top and also on the nose at the same time. Right, like right. you don't have to work hard to try to like. Although I guess BTS stuff sometimes like it tries to be convoluted, but at the same time, like it's still dramatic enough where it's like this is you know it pulls you in. Like it's not like. I feel like something the rain is where like you have to kind of like be willing to sit through this and like maybe think <laughs> about things. Whereas like airs yeah. are like, you know, descendants of some. It's like very obvious. Like oh, he likes her. They like you know they can't you know they don't know how yeah. to get along with anyway. So yeah. yeah, it's on the nose. It's actually pretty cool. simple. It's just mm-hmm.
2: yeah, it's just like dressed up fancy and made and packaged really nicely, but it's actually like a very simple uh, stories. Yeah.
1: Do you totally. do you have a particular girl group that you pay attention pay attention to in K-pop, or are you? I feel like you're more catered or you know leaning towards boy groups.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I so when I went to I went to the first ever K-con in uh-huh. New in New York in New York, not the right. first ever in L. A. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I saw Girls Generation there. Okay. So then I just you know I like checked them out a little bit. It was like. You know, seeing them live and then going and looking up the videos was yeah. kind of like, oh, I see what I see, but I didn't like. I didn't necessarily like love it. Um, I also saw Teen Top, who I did okay. love. <laughs> okay, I thought they were great. <laughs> and then I went to the second KCON, and that's where I saw BTS, mm-hmm. and I saw Mama Moo. Right. Um. And they were, and yeah, and they were both pretty good. But I feel like. Blackpink is, like, better than all all the other ones that I've seen. Really? And I, yeah, I just feel like, I think just the music is more up my alley. I see. Which is, like, it's a little edgier. It's a little, right. bit, like, sometimes when it, sometimes it feels almost, like, too pop. And then, and then I can't really, like, I'm not that into it. If I see. Yeah. I don't like it to be, like, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but. I just like it when it's got a little more edge and like mm-hmm. a little more wrapping or like a little more R&B vibe like the straight like candy colored pop <laughs> yeah yeah is like not for me
1: I feel like uh, I think of a uh, I don't know if you know Twice I've heard of them but I don't know them that well they are they are the definition of like bubblegum pop. Um and they, they're they trying to do more with, you know, R and B and some sort of fusion of it. But it's yeah. like when I first heard them, I was like, Oh my god, like oh this is too like cutesy, too egg. Right. It was just not my thing. Um so I get that. I get I feel I, I kind of feel the same. BTS like pulled me up with their like R and B hip hop kind of vibe Yeah, um,
2: they've got yeah, and it just feels like edgier, like I felt like well the first thing I saw of them was like fire video and Yeah. It, it just felt like less Yeah. Like less cutesy. Right. And like, yeah, it was good. It was good.
1: (laughs) Do you feel like, so because of the growth it's been having um, and, even it was funny. Uh, the fans that were camping out for Good Morning America um, to see right. them on Wednesday, um, they after afterwards they couldn't bring their stuff inside of the venue or the you know the park area wherever they were, and so they had to leave some of it outside. And I think Donald Trump Jr. like caught a video of someone being like, "Oh my God, they left this trash on the side," and he tweeted at De Blasio and was like. Stop. he was like, how about you worry about your own city first before you try to this PR start running for president, something like that. And it was like, <laughs> and then, but right after the concert was over, the fans came back outside and they cleaned everything up. So it was just yeah. there. And so, w- but with things like that, where, you know, people are camping out or, you know, there's even a permanent line store, line friend store in New York, um, you know, <laughs> have you been brought, like, have you been, has, you know, doing K-pop stories or just Korean, how you, whatever stories, uh, been brought to your attention, or has it, you know, is that a focus at all? Yeah,
2: it's definitely, it's definitely interesting to see how much it's spread, and even, like, going from the first KCON to the second KCON was, like, you know, it had doubled in terms of, like, the size of the event and how many tents they had, and that was in, that was 2014 to 2015, I think, so... You know, now it's like a couple years later, and to have BTS like on the Billboard Awards, on GMA, and all these things—it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's 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 so fascinating. And I guess the thing that I worry about—not like worry, but I just feel that, you know, sometimes, well, everything is cyclical, right? And so everything mm-hmm. that's in is eventually out. Right. And so I just hope that there's some kind of like, you know, I just hope that there's the possibility of like growth and evolution and, and that, you know, there a few years ago, you know, Psy and Gangnam Style was also yeah. on the top of the charts. Right. But, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like, uh, that was like, it's not that it's a one hit wonder, but it wasn't like something that had staying power in the u.s yeah and so i just wonder or i just hope that it's not this kind of thing that just like instantly falls out of favor yeah um because i think if it does that's like a missed opportunity
1: yeah it is it's a missed opportunity for globalization or continued globalization but i also just hope
2: that it's not like oh now that we have had this you know one k-pop group on the Grammys or whatever, like we mm. we don't we never need another or something like I that, see. you know? Yeah, because right. other because other types of music, I mean, we there's been like a lot more, you know, Latin music over the years and mm-hmm. having, you know, Bieber with Jay Balvin and that kind of stuff, like, uh, and like even Santana, <laughs> right? I just feel like you know, and so that that doesn't seem weird to have. You know, Latin influence artists on the on U.S. charts, like singing in Spanish, and so uh, you know, I just, I guess, what I'm saying is that, like, I just hope that it ushers in more instead of be- becoming a fad, where then it just, you know, everything goes back to like English language only.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. And one of the things that, and I feel like you you have a unique perspective being at the Times right now, but also, you know, obviously observing other media outlets. I feel like a lot of what the the reason why a lot of media outlets are now covering K-pop is because now they know that these fans will, if you speak positively of their group, especially in a in a, an area or through an outlet that doesn't normally talk about them, they will retweet, they'll, you know, favorite, yeah. they'll repost. And it's just like, they use it for clicks really. Um, right. And you can just kind of tell right off the bat when it's being used for clicks. Do you feel like it's used for clicks? Um, Yeah,
2: sometimes, yeah, definitely sometimes. But, you know, it's funny because I think sometimes it is, and then definitely sometimes it's not. And Mm -hmm. there are outlets that cover it that are also covering all kinds of other things that are, like, maybe a little bit under the radar for the mainstream, but that also don't have the same social media uh, connections that, because mm-hmm. I think, I think part of it is that, you know, you can have, um, I don't know, some other, some other artist, some other group, maybe not even music, like an indie film or something, you know, that's like, in in the same way that they're like, oh, we're gonna cover this K-pop group, but we're also gonna cover this, you know, sculptor or whatever, like yeah. any kind of art form that's like slightly. Outside the mainstream mm-hmm. um, you know, n- news outlets love to do that. They love to have the stories that no one else has. That's part of the whole point, you know. It's just that because of the social media amplification of yeah. the army <laughs> <right>? <laughs> yeah then it then it stands out so much that like, oh, now they're covering k-pop, you know, and and I guess what I mean is that they probably would have anyway a lot of them, but then some of them are doing it for the clicks. But it's hard, probably, to tell, for some people, which is which. Not for the fans. I mean, for, like, the casual, you know, media consumer.
1: I see. No, that makes sense. Um, I think it's it's gotten less and less. Um, but I, I remember, it was maybe about six months ago, I was just like, oh, my God, everyone stop. Like, you're just, you're just blown. Like, you mentioned BTS, and it's like, oh, you know, you're going to, but you walk into the article, and you might hear them mention once, kind of thing. So, it's right. a... <laughs> but you want to have them mentioned, so it's like a double-edged sword, I think. And yeah, and I think one of the things that also right now is being not for clicks, but it's also it's kind of like a vine. Um, it's TikTok, but it's and it's kind of built off like virality, virility, virality. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, and you, I, you know, again, for people who want to follow Dodi, it's at Dodi D. O D A I on Instagram. She posts the funniest tick. I never. I downloaded TikTok and I was like, I don't get it. I can't. Um, but you post the funniest, like goofiest, like TikTok things. And I, I've tried to understand it. I really have, but I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> and I. But these companies, you know, like Kakao Talk or you know Kakao or uh, Line, whatever Naver. They buy. They partner with TikTok, and it's huge in Asia. But I'm just like, I still don't get it. Like, what? What's the Like, do people put news on there? Is it just like goofy videos? It seems like it's just goofy videos, right?
2: It's mostly goofy videos, but the thing is, I mean, (laughs) yeah, it's mostly goofy videos. (laughs) If you if you if you use it properly, you, it's very interactive in a way that I feel like Twitter and Instagram. I feel like it encourages collaboration and interacting in a way that Twitter and Instagram don't because as soon as you open it, you're already being served. Like you don't have to follow anyone or know anyone. You're already being served videos. And and then like the algorithm, like if you heart videos, it just learns what you like. So if you're just like, I love this puppy and this puppy and this puppy, you're just going to see more and more dog videos (laughs) and like animal videos. Yeah. But then If you're like, actually, I like this kid who's lip syncing Blackpink, you'll start seeing more and more Blackpink videos and you'll start seeing other videos from Asia. And so it's kind of like that. And like, if you, if you can, you can duet with someone and that's when you make a video that's a reply to their video and they end up playing side by side. So people who don't speak the same language are from totally different countries But if they just like the same Blackpink choreography and they duet with each other, um, it just creates a really, like, cool connection between strangers. (laughs) And if if it's not Blackpink, it could be, you know, Lil Nas X. Like, it could be whatever. (laughs) But the fact is that because you're not necessarily – because it's music-oriented and you're not necessarily um, talking – uh, you can if you want to this it's not only lip syncing and it's not only dancing like if you just want to have a video that's yourself talking you can do that but the way that people are mostly using it is with music and so what that means is just in the same way that i was talking about like this the global vibe of something mm. where you don't even have to understand lyrics these are people who you know would never meet in real life but are like having a quote unquote duet from the internet because they like the same song
1: Which I feel like, yeah, which I feel like it's just really cute. Do you think it's a genius idea,
2: TikTok? I do. Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's great. I mean, it will take your life away. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I had to, I had to like take a break because I was like, I have fallen in such a deep TikTok hole. I was in so many. I start, when I first went on, I was just like swiping through and like I said, like hearting things. And then I would say, like, if you, if there's a song, just, for instance, Blackpink, Kill This Love, which I was super into for about a week. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. if you're if you want to see everyone who's ever made a video at that song, like it's easy to just like push a tap a button and see everyone who's made a video at that song. And it could be from all over the world. And they're all, you know, less than thirty seconds. I mean they're short. So but then it's like the next thing you know, it's four hours later. <laughs> <Holy crap. laughs> and you're, like, and you're like, wow, I need to take a break because otherwise I'll end up spending my whole life on here. So, so it's a little bit dangerous in that way. I also like there's hashtags. So I ended up on TikTok Samoa for a long time and I was just watching like Polynesian people dancing.
1: What? <laughs> I'm just like I'm trying to think, I'm like, how does like where does TikTok fit with like Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter? Like what is its what is its like purpose? Is you know? Yeah, I don't know its purpose, but you know,
2: so it was like it the it's kind of a cross between Vine and Musically. I think right. it's the same software as Musical.ly, but then it bought by this Chinese company. And right. I don't know how it fits in, but I feel like Twitter is really about text. Right. Sometimes t- sometimes Twitter video goes viral. Um, but usually a tweet is like it's someone writing something. And I feel like because TikTok is purely visual, it has actually like a greater potential and reach and it's more fun because you're not reading you're just watching little snippets of people's lives or dancing or what have right. you
1: some of the videos but, are just so funny go ahead yeah go
2: ahead. no I was just gonna say like on Instagram even though they have like a discover page it's like you still have to figure out what you're discovering where on TikTok literally like the minute you open it it just starts showing you stuff you don't have to know anybody follow anybody or do you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. I feel like the barrier to entry is so much lower. And to me, that's what makes it like easier to use and more fun than Instagram. I mean, obviously I still use Instagram and I tweet. It's like, I'm on all, I'm on all the things. Right. But I'm right. usually posting TikToks on, on Twitter and on Instagram.
1: Do you feel like TikTok, you could, people can grow there. I mean, I'm sure they already have, but like how Viners grew their brand from vine can you do the same on tiktok or is it just already just kind of like yeah we like you no you know? i
2: think you can i think that someone who i watched do a um video in the mirror of uh <laughs> of bohemian rhapsody <laughs> i feel like she i feel like she went viral and blew up and then she has been in her TikTok saying about how her life has changed now after her one viral TikTok, so oh
1: my I think
2: that's possible. But you know, also I will say that I do feel like people are on there just for the fun of it, and not because they're trying to like go viral or do anything. Like people don't. I feel like for Instagram, it's like somehow you are showing your best self. You're on vacation. You're doing makeup. You're doing these things where you're like you're trying to like show how amazing you are. And I feel like on TikTok, people are wearing like their crappy ass
1: clothes,
2: like <laughs> clothes, regular clothes, like weekend clothes, sweatpants. Right. They're standing in front of some like sad curtains in like, <laughs> in like a badly painted bedroom. And it's totally fine. Cause it's like not about showing off or being polished, like in the way that Instagram is. And so, and it's, like, a lot of jokes on there where people are just doing things to be silly, yeah. which means that they're not taking it too seriously, which I feel like is just, like, so refreshing and so much nicer than the hyper, face-tuned, right. you know, influencer Instagram situation.
1: Yeah, I, the way I feel about TikTok is how I felt about, like, Snapchat and, like, Snapchat stories and, like, the filters. I was just, like, I don't get it, but, like, everyone's using it. I still don't get it. <laughs> and then it ended up having a purpose so i'm just like oh, i want to know its purpose i want to know what it's, <laughs> it's going to be cuz i i just don't get it and I, I did try i did like the videos are fun the i will say the videos when you first hop on and they don't know what you want are so cheesy um yeah, but yeah. after you've gone through it like the ones you post i swear they're the funny they're so goofy <laughs> i'm just like this is so dumb um but it's funny i think it's that's funny. its
2: purpose though yeah. i think its purpose is to be kind of dumb but you know you were saying that like about some of the brands being on there. And I have noticed that there are a bunch of, I don't know, like K-pop and J-pop and some other groups where they have an account and they just have like little snippets of the, of the members like target. Is that a group? Yes. Right.
1: Target. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah.
2: They're on there. They're always posting silly things and cause like every now and then there'll be some song or some like little dance that is like the trend we're like, everybody copy this dance, you know, like hit the whoa or do this, whatever yeah. it is, or like Millie Rock in a way or whatever. And they'll just jump on that. And it's like, I didn't even know who Target was, but because they were taking part in the trend, it like shows up on the, you know what I mean? Like on yeah. the, on the trend page or like, I don't know. I, so I do think it kind of has a purpose, <laughs> right, right. but I also think the purpose is just to like be fun.
1: No, it seems like it. I need to read down. I'm going to re-download it again. Probably not to make my own content, but just to... I want to I want to try to at least understand it. Yeah, um, I mean, I have to say that I've been trying to make my
2: own content-, content, and it's actually really hard, and I thought I knew, like, how to make a video and how to, like, edit a little video, and then I'm like, wow, these kids are so much more advanced than I am.
1: <laughs> well, I was going to say, is it, like, is it hard because of, like, the logistics of, like, editing, or is it hard because you're like, oh, how do I make... Like they, it just seems like the thing they come up with is just like oh, all of it. Okay, yeah,
2: it's like I don't think I have any good ideas, and also like I don't know how they get the edit, the edit, they edit to the beat so well, and I feel like I'm not good at that, and like everything, <laughs> the whole okay, thing. They're so, just like way more talented
1: than I am. Oh <laughs> uh, no, they do, and they come up with just this, like it's like so stupid that it's like. Funny and I'm like, you guys, there's no way you just like came up with this. Like, you had to sit and mull over this. Like, there's no. No, way. definitely. Well, also, I mean, here's the other thing. Okay, I'm like a fully
2: grown adult with a full time job. <laughs> some of these, some of these kids are in high school and they have True. all, they have like hours and hours after school to just like make TikToks. I don't really have
1: that kind of time. So I appreciate, I appreciate their dedication. (laughs) Right. Isn't that funny? Like after school, instead of like playing games, you're like, let's make a TikTok. Yeah. But I really, I mean, thank goodness because they're really, they're really making my after work life better. (laughs) Entertaining. (laughs) yes the youth providing something for the adults now exactly what a turn wow i'm literally downloading it as we speak i'm gonna try to get into it we'll see
2: good Um, good send me your username and i can send you videos in there oh
1: oh so it's like that you can send videos back and forth holy crap yeah yeah wow this turned from a k-pop conversation to how to work tiktok if you guys want to learn how to do tiktok there's your um there's your tutorial um but thank you, Dodai, for coming on, really. Yeah, meaningful.
2: thank you for having me. Super fun.
1: Is there anything you want to promote? I know you're doing, like, a, an event very soon in June, right?
2: Oh, yeah. Um, I'm doing an event with my friend Blaze. It's, like, a storytelling event. Although, I'll I'm pretty sure I'm just going to be reading a story because some of these people do that, you know, storytelling where they're, like, rehearsed and they're doing it without reading a paper and... I'm just not advanced like that. But anyway, okay <laughs> I'll be will okay. I'll be reading slash telling a story um on June sixth at Caveat in the Lower East Side on twenty one Clinton Street, nine PM.
1: Okay. So if there are any New York listeners, you should go check it out. That'd be really cool. That
2: sounds yeah. really cool. How'd you get it, it'll be to fun. Do that?
1: your friend is doing
2: it? yeah she yeah I was uh, I did an. I did one of hers like five years ago and it was so great and uh she does them like periodically maybe like every six months and then it's been a while and she was like come do it again so and the people who are on the bill with me are all like great writers so it'll be a really fun night
1: awesome okay so you guys can go to you you'll you'll be like promoting it I'm sure as well uh, well, yeah. I see you've already promoted it. So if you guys follow Dodai at d o d a i on Instagram, you can catch that advertisement. Also, her funny TikToks and uh, cool, just life-like experiences. She'll be at a DragCon, RuPaul's DragCon in LA this coming week. Um, so that'll be exciting. If you run into her, you know, say hi. If you have, yes, yeah, say hi <laughs> for yeah. sure. All my dirty <laughs> listeners, say hello. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, thank you so much, Dodai. Um, yeah, if you thank guys you. Want- You guys can definitely DM me with any ideas that you have um, concerning anything K-pop related. Um, And we will see you guys next week.
0: Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.